Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a special guest. Her name is Kate Fowley, and she is from Toronto, Canada. And Kate is such a beautiful inspiration. The way that she shares and expresses through her work is just really phenomenal. And not only is she a practitioner of Reiki and a tarot reader, she also contributes to various blogs and her writing is just amazing. So we're going to talk today about how she is inspired by life. And I'm sure that what she shared in our episode together will inspire you as well, not only to continue on your journey, but to do it in your own way. So I want to also thank you all for being here, being part of the community, showing up for the podcast, and thank you so much for continuing to join me um, in the Seeker Circle. You know, I get very excited by the growth and the fact that we are all sharing more and more because we start to normalize all of this and gain more understanding and just be able to be such a support for each other on these paths. So I thank you so much for being here and enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome to the show. Today we have a special guest, Kate Fowley, and I'm really excited to have her here today. She does so much beautiful creative work that she's sharing with the world. She does Reiki and tarot, but she's also a beautiful writer, and we will get into some of that. But she's always working on finding a balance between spirit and self, as so many of us are and really finding a sense of purpose in community. So I am thankful to welcome Kate here with us today to talk about how she is inspired by life. So welcome, Kate. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, I have to say it's interesting too, and I'm always so thankful for this, that we're so far away in distance and Mm -hmm. able to connect in these ways. Um, so you are based in Toronto, Canada, right? Mm-hmm. That's yep. where you're. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of the first things I wanted to talk about again is, you know, your work in of itself is very inspirational, and I love that you have this blend of spirituality, but like fun and creativity, because I think a lot of times people put it in a box of, you know, spirituality and this sad Mm -hmm. little serious box and there just seems to be so much life that comes through what you share so I wanted to ask you first off what even inspires you to share in the ways that you do that's such a good question I think that if there's anything that I'm really good at in this life it's finding inspiration for myself so it's like finding things that light me up and finding things that make me excited about life and the reason that I got into writing I guess in the first place was just because I wanted to share that and just wanted to like share that with communities of people um, that I thought might be interested too because I mean 
yeah, why not share like inspiration? Like the world needs it so much right now. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, to that point, I'm always really inspired by communities of people doing interesting things and co-creating things together. Um, I think that's like the best part of the internet. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And something else that seems to kind of scream out from what you share, and we will talk about, because I want people to obviously like go to your website and see all your beautiful writing, but even on Instagram, like, you know, and I told you this when we spoke before, what you share is just so creative and it just reminds me of almost like editorials. Like you, you could be, mm-hmm. you have like a whole magazine of, you know, your offerings and it's just, it's beautiful. But something that stood out too, looking at what you do is like belonging to yourself first while mm-hmm. also being a part of community. Mm-hmm. So in all of this and the work that you do, what is it that um, you would say maybe like stands out for you in terms of like this personalization and making all of this your own? Oh my gosh. That's like the only way to do it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we have so much like to play with here on earth in this digital age in this time right now. Like we have so many resources available to us right now. And I think that it's really like with something like Instagram, it's really easy to just be like, Oh, I don't want to be on Instagram. It's so superficial. And yes, like there is that side of it, but I mean, like you can kind of like take it and use it as your platform to like create whatever you want with it. And that's why, um, yeah, that's why I love like kind of using it for storytelling and just like hopefully inspiring people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like fun. It's just a fun way to connect and tell stories. Yeah. I think that's really the beauty of it is mm-hmm. I think you just hit the nail on the head with it. It seems like through your work, you do such a beautiful job of storytelling, not just in written word, but even in the images that you share. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the, the words that you write along with the images. Yeah. But I think that um, looking at your work, it really, there's two things I would say, like you've inspired me in, in a few ways. One, it also, it reminds me of the importance of like really owning all of this as our own, which yeah. I think is such a beautiful thing um, that it doesn't have to look a certain way and it doesn't, you know, you don't have to subscribe to anyone else's look or way that it yeah. can be yours. But also um, looking at what you share reminds me of my passion for photography. So thank you for that. You didn't even know yeah. that you inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. I'm so glad to hear that. And I mean, like visuals are so powerful too, right? Like that's how we learn and how we interpret things to be the truth for ourselves. So um, yeah, visuals are huge. Like there's such a huge storytelling potential with like something like photography. It's just like so much fun. Yeah. And I want to, I hope, I want to talk about that too when we get to the aspect of tarot, because I know that you even have a tarot workshop coming up, but Mm -hmm. the, the power of visual and the symbolism and all of the messaging what we can interpret from that, I think mm-hmm. is huge. So I think one of the things is just, you know, you're reminding me of the importance of paying attention to yeah. all the stimulus that we have, like using all of our senses. So it kind of leads me into the next question for you. When we spoke uh, a few days ago, you talked about, you know, a lot of this work really helping you to feel more home on earth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so powerful because, you know, there are a lot of us who feel misplaced or feel, <laughs> you know, like 
man, this is a strange place. But when you engage with the world, what about it feels strange to you? Or what is it about these practices that also make you feel more settled into your being or even being here? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, yeah, like this is, there's so much digital clutter happening around us all the time. And on one hand, it is a beautiful resource that we can use and make our own. On the other hand, it's like very overwhelming and can be um, like chaos. Like we're living in a lot of chaos all the time. And right. someone like me, like I'm so sensitive on like my really bad days. I feel like I am too sensitive for this world. Like I can't, I, I can't do things that other people do and not have like, physical reactions um so I think that rather than just like berate myself for being really sensitive and not and you know like lament being too sensitive for this world like I think there's some power in kind of like owning that sensitivity and using it as a strength and like using it to really zero in on like the things that I love and the things that light me up and just focus on that and like use that as my one resource that I'm going to create a story about or write about or something like that. But yeah, I mean, sensitivity as a strength has been like a huge lesson of my life, but <laughs> um, just like these esoteric tools have helped me so much like tarot and Reiki and even writing, like just to like zero in on what feels right for me has really helped me to feel stronger in this world that we're living in. Totally. It's really interesting hearing you say that because it, it reminds me of, in a way, because I also, before I did all of this, you know, sensitive empath, I had yeah. no idea what that was, yeah. but I was like the weird friend that couldn't take being in certain environments because, you know, I was sensitive to what I was feeling. But listening to you say that, I'm like, man, that would have been really cool to have even known back there the possibility yeah. of channeling all that I was feeling and pouring it into something creative. Yeah. So it's a really mm -hmm. cool thing. So like these creative outlets that you have and even the, you know, tool, I mean, Apple, our creative outlets are spiritual too, but all of these tools yeah. and interests that you have, do you use those as a way to help you stay like more centered and managing your sensitivities? Like, do they come into play with all of that? Yeah, for sure. I think with, with Reiki, like the way I started getting into Reiki was I just sort of thought of it as like my, like moving meditation sort of. So that was like sort of how I tricked myself into being more mindful. Right. Obviously my relationship with Reiki like evolved um, and it started to become something different, but that's how I sort of got into it. Um, but certainly Reiki helps me like grounded myself um, and into my like clarity, like in the moment kind of thing. Right. Um, and with tarot has really helped me in like the mental emotional sort of realm, I guess. Like I just like to use it as a tool for um, clarity and connecting with my subconscious and connecting with um, like a deeper, a deeper truth that I don't really see. So yeah, I think, yeah those are the two springboards from which like a lot of my um, creativity kind, kind of like can bloom, I guess. It's really funny. Like I was trying not to crack up when you were saying that. As soon as you said, I tricked myself into being more <laughs> mindful. I was like, oh my yeah. God, don't we all? You know, it's yeah. it's really funny you say it. I mean, again, I, yeah, I think so many people will resonate with that because I think when we come into this, whatever leads us into these tools and, you know, these different interests, yeah. I don't think we ever can really um, imagine what we're really signing up for. And the experience, 
and like the rabbit hole and all of it, all the doors that open, like you have no idea. You could never predict yeah. what's going to happen. It's so funny that you say that because I, I think like really the truth of it is that my journey with all this started because was because I wanted to have like more control over myself in the world. And I thought that these tools would give me a way to do that. But right. if they've taught me anything, it's that I have even less control than I ever thought. Like it's such a, it's such a rabbit hole. Um, but it's funny. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm glad I got into them like for sure, but it's just like, it's funny that I started off this way and it led me to find a completely different truth entirely. Right. And, you know, something else with you, too, you know, you said about having a sense of purpose and community. Yeah. And I thought that was really powerful, too, because, I mean, obviously, it's something that so many people, like, lose sleep over. Like, what's my purpose? What am I doing with my life? How do I figure this stuff out? But I think there's something very beautiful in that, that it's not just about us. Like, you saying wanting to find a sense of purpose in community because it really speaks to that underlying want that we have to contribute and feel a part of. So, you know, I just wanted to ask you for yourself personally, like, why does that resonate with you? Like having purpose in community or giving back or sharing and all mm -hmm. that you do? Yeah, that's so interesting. I don't know. I've always been sort of like purpose driven, I think. Like I've never really been, I've always been kind of like a restless kind of kid kind of person. Right. Um, and I don't, it, it makes me feel kind of like itchy when I'm just like going out and just like hanging. Like I don't hang, you know, like I have a hard time like just hanging around. I always kind of have to be like, what are we doing here? And I guess like that kind of is a much bigger question in a lot of ways too. Like there's always kind of like this underlying thing with me. It's like, what are we really doing here? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, and I think ultimately like our purpose is the same, like for all of us, like the purpose is to be here with a sense of purpose, like with a sense of intentionality. And that's like, just to be loving, like just to be the most loving people that we can in like whatever way that looks like for us. Um, yeah. So I mean, like a sense of purpose is really the purpose, I think. Yes. Right. That's really interesting. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people ask me all the time, like, how did you end up doing what you feel yeah. is your purpose? And I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, well, really now that I think about it and in the space that I'm in right now, the truth is every day is kind of like, I'm open to new purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, like I'm living my life. I'm doing certain things that are just part of my, you know, routine or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know that there's just one, like I'm just kind of open to yeah. whatever is the purpose yeah. of the day. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. When we wake up. But maybe being present is the purpose, right? Yes, right? Yeah, if yeah. we listen to like all of these ancient teachings, yeah, it's like that's a funny thing, too. Yeah. It's, we hear the same things over and over again, but we it just doesn't really click until we yeah. start playing with all of these tools. But before yeah. we get into um, the Reiki and the tarot, because I really want to talk to you about your mm. journey with both of those, I do want to talk about you as a writer because I think that. One, um, everyone listening, I would really recommend you go to her website and the link to her website will be in the show description, but it's Kate Fowley, K-A-I-T, F as in Frank, O-W-L-I-E.com. 
and you contribute to various sites and you have all of these beautiful offerings about tarot and astrology and healing and beauty and travel. Like it's just, it's yeah. so diverse and I love it all so much. Um, I like that it doesn't seem like you're not in a box. Yeah. You know, like you haven't yeah. identified yourself as like just in one niche. Like you allow this expression of yourself in all of these different channels. Yeah. But first I wanted to ask you is writing in of itself. Is that part of your healing process and people who are drawn to written word? Like how do you describe like what that does for you? Oh, totally. Well, thank, first of all, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say <laughs> that my writing is that you've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, writing has been like a huge, huge part of my healing journey for sure. Like I've been a journaler ever since I was like a young, young child. I have like bins of journals just like full at my in my parents' basement. Um, yeah, I think I, I journaled before I even really knew what I was doing or like why I was doing it. I just loved the idea of like having this little book that was mine and just like filling it page after page of like whatever. Um, yeah, like I had dream journals when I was a kid. I had like spying on the neighbor journals. I had like <laughs> gold journals. I had like, like all these like weird little things that I did when I was a kid, but I was just like, I don't know why I did it. It's so weird, but I just felt like it was just like those inner child things that I still tap into, you know, yes. <laughs> that just like bring me joy for no reason. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I still journal to this day and I, I probably journal every day. It's like, one of the most consistent um, practices that I do do. Mm -hmm. um, I was into like morning pages for a little while. Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. I don't know if you've read it. I have that, two copies of it. <laughs> so good, right? Like it's yeah. just like that's one of those books that you could just like read a million times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been into morning pages. That's something that's kind of like really stuck with me. Um, journaling and tarot go together so close to for me so that's another really big thing but I mean stream of consciousness journaling at any any point in the day or whatever is just like huge so yeah writing writing pen to paper is huge for me I think it is such a beautiful I the same I started journaling very young and you know um and I it's always hindsight like looking back um, and then comparing that, the journaling, to the work that I do now, yeah. I think that in a lot of ways it helps us to really connect into that intuitive self or like that higher state mm -hmm. of our consciousness that is so far and beyond just what is in front of us here. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. it's very interesting the way that it allows you to engage mm -hmm. with your mind in a different way. So I think I always tell people it's a great practice to just let yourself write, especially if you're trying to open mm -hmm. up even intuitively. But oh, yeah. I know I could talk to you about like all over, but I want to make sure <laughs> I ask you. There is this one piece. Um, there's a couple of pieces you wrote that I want to ask you about, but one that stood out was um, the piece that you wrote about visiting Frida's house. And mm. I mean, of course, you know, interesting because she's a beautiful artist and oh, yeah but what stood out to me is that you said visiting her house changed your idea of lifestyle your lifestyle goals yeah and I thought that was so huge because I was like huh visiting her house changed your lifestyle goals so I wanted to know um how so and what that experience was like for you 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was such a, an amazing experience visiting it, visiting her house. Um, yeah, my one of my best friends lives in Mexico City. So I went to go visit her and we went to Frida's house. And yeah, it just blew my mind. Like it was totally exactly as I imagined it would have been. Like it was such an imaginative playground. Like her walls were like bright blue. Like the house is, is like cobalt blue. And like there's just, it, it's like exploding with color and life. and it's just so her like it's just like such a a little work of art and she like you can really tell that she kind of like made her home like this work of art and you can just like see her in it um and it's funny because she I mean like has this this super like tumultuous story like with her life and she's like bedridden and like oh my gosh if I had lived her life I literally wouldn't like I would not be able to do anything because I'd be complaining all the time. Like it just changed my, it, it changed my whole perspective of like, like what we can, what, what can we, we can do like with our, you know, like even like a small scale, like with something like decor, like you can make it something so inspiring and so nourishing. Yes. And that was the thing because, and again, I recommend everyone go to your site and read your different articles, but read this one because you did make a list of how it changed your lifestyle goals. Mm. And the very first thing you put was that it was um, personal tragedy can be made into something powerful. And I was like, yes, Mm. oh my God, that's such a beautiful message, especially I think now because you see, obviously like with what's going on in the world, a lot of people feel helpless and a lot of people feel, they feel all kinds of things. And, um, there is a lot of like hurt and loss and suffering and all of these hard emotions going on. Mm -hmm. And I think in those spaces, it's hard for people to even hear that there's light at the end of the tunnel, or it's hard for people to hear, be positive or, you know, change your perspective. So, um, even in that, just like you were speaking about how challenging her life was in many regards Mm -hmm. but then she created this space with so much beauty and you said exploding Mm -hmm. with life and that's huge so yeah you also said in that that having a great life starts with having a creative perspective daily I was like what yeah so (laughs) (laughs) with that again like for people that are listening and we all have bad days like how has that helped you and how do you really use that Yeah. Oh my gosh. Having a creative perspective is everything because that's like the way out of everything. Like it's like when you say no, there is no answer. It's like you just shut everything down. But like with a more creative mindset, like when you stop labeling things as good as or bad, like you can see so many other options. So obviously that's like a daily practice for me. It's really difficult to do that. Um, But yeah, I mean, having idols I think like Frida who have a really good who like set a really good example of creating solutions um is really helpful um for someone you know like me in this modern life like having an example like that um is really motivating and really inspiring but yeah I mean it all just like comes back to like being grounded in perspective and like being grounded in the moment I think and just like remembering like I have a choice like I have a choice and I can choose to shut myself down or I can choose to 
find a creative solution, find a way. So Yeah, it reminds me too of, you know, this again reminds me so much of you of being inspired by life. And I think yeah. it's a good reminder for us that our our tools of healing come in various forms, you know? So it's like, it wasn't like you were in a, a meditation or doing yoga poses or whatever. Like you went to this woman's house and were inspired by her art and her life and how she took, you know, tragedy and made it something part. Like it's such a beautiful reminder that we can, like we're surrounded by all of this potential healing support mm -hmm. if we just could be present enough to see what we're really yeah surrounded by i guess <laughs> the way to say it yeah we'll just be less bogged down by like judgments i guess of yes. like what's happening around us right yeah okay now another one i have to um i wanted to point out to share with everyone listening because a lot of people who listen to the show and myself included really love astrology and I'll mm -hmm. point out your Pisces, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. beautiful Pisces. And <laughs> you wrote an article, and I was cracking up. I actually saw this one on Instagram about vacationing according to your sign. And I was like, yeah. how brilliant is this? And you had for mine, which is I'm Aquarius, Iceland. And I was like, what? <laughs> Iceland? Oh, yeah, but yeah. When I read the reasoning in the description, I was like, oh, my God, that's really cool. And I like Bjork as a side note. but. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really cool. What made you even come up with that? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be totally honest. I was assigned it by my editor, so it wasn't my idea. <laughs> but um I think that like I probably would have pitched it myself. I think that you can totally make a decision like that based on your side. Like you can totally understand like what kind of communities you would want to be in and around and like what kind of like landscape you would want to be navigating what you would kind of want to be doing like a pisces might want to be close to like water or might want to be close to like somewhere they can explore some like really old ruins or like yeah i was like with an aquarius i would i would want to put you somewhere where you could like have a vacation of the mind like your mind could just like have lots of like little things to play with and it could be like a cabinet of curiosities that you could like absorb and have fun with maybe yes um yeah well, um yeah. That's really, really cool. And I love that you said it because it also, I guess what it was about that article that stood out to me is a lot of times, you know, we feel stuck and like, we don't know what to do. And again, yeah. it could be like that question of what's my purpose, but even yeah. sometimes being like more lighthearted about these things and looking to something like astrology yeah. of like, oh, well, if I wanted to go to dinner tonight, <laughs> based yeah. on my sign, or maybe some possible thing, like just, I think it's fun that these things like, really take us outside of the box of the you know just the lines that we have been raised yeah. in and you know it's not so sterile kind of yeah yeah again like everything that you do just seems to which i love explode everything yeah and it's like everything you share really does like you know inspire living because it's looking at everything from this lens that just feels so open and creative and mm. very Pisces of you, I guess I would say. Yeah, but I think that's, that might be why I'm interested in astrology because like there's so many times when like being an adult in the world feels so like you're in a box. So like the solution to that is like, why not look to the cosmos and see what's <laughs> going on there and like <laughs> how we can kind of like 
loosen up the box a little bit or like, yeah. Now, speaking of that too, I'm, the last thing I want to talk about writing wise, which kind of will segue into tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are so curious about tarot and, mm-hmm. you know, like myself, I can't remember an introduction to it, but I was afraid of it at first because of the imagery. And I was like, I don't want any parts of that. And then of course, as you progress along in this, all that falls away. But you wrote this article called Tarot Curious, and it was beautiful that you had these recommendations of decks um, for people who may be just getting started. So I wanted to ask you about that and for anyone curious about tarot. um, What Mm -hmm. got you started into tarot like what was your draw to that divination at all yeah um well I got I was gifted my first tarot deck when I was 11 years old um by a friend of mine who obviously like saw some part of me that I like wasn't ready to see at that point because I was afraid like you of the of the imagery and I was like this is definitely bad luck. I can't have it in my house. (laughs) Um, I was just like freaked out. So I gave it away, but I was still super curious about it. And I was interested in like definitely the witchy side of things. Like a lot of like um, a lot of girls my age for sure. But um, I ended up just a couple of years ago finding a time capsule that I had written for myself when I was 11 years old. And I was like, um, listed all these things that I like wanted to become and I like, hoped that my future self had become um, would become rather and I was like I hope that you become a tarot reader I have a deck right now but um, like I, I don't know everything yet like I, I, I can't do it <laughs> so I found that time capsule like a couple years ago and I was like oh my gosh like message received like it was like having like such a little blast from the past from this like <laughs> part of me that was like my higher self but my younger self so I um yeah so I just like got into it from there and I guess I have like my journals and my my love of writing to kind of like thank for that but um yeah I've I've been reading tarot for I guess three years now and been doing it like pretty seriously for two years but um I just I love it so much it's like such a source of like endless fascination for me. So, well, I wanted to ask you about that too. I mean, kind of looping back to the beautiful imagery you share online and the pictures yeah. that you take and just how creative you are. When you read tarot or if you're teaching, which I know you have a workshop coming up, yeah. do you find that um, with the imagery beyond maybe what's even written as like the definition of the book? Do you find that it's easier for people to connect with their own symbolism or is there something in the cards or even the deck that you choose? Is it based on the imagery? Is that what pulls you in or? Yeah, I have a couple different decks that I work with and I like the spin that some of the contemporary artists have taken on it. Um, I think that I've only recently just started working with the Rider Waite Smith mm-hmm. deck, which is like the like the traditional sort of imagery. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I like the idea of giving tarot more of a like more diversity. I think that like some of the new newer decks, like um, Black Onyx, is super cool, and I love just like using these archetypes and portraying them in a way that 
um, speaks a little bit more to like our our society. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, like archetypes are kind of archetypes, and that's what the tarot is all about. But um, yeah, the the art of it is really fun and can be really fun. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you too. I'm mean, very specific to tarot again. Is yeah. how why do you use it, or like what? how does it you how do you implement that tool into your life because you know some people think it is just for fortune telling yeah but what is it that you love about tarot I love how tarot kind of like calls me on my own bullshit mm-hmm. the most like that's like the number one key thing I love about it um like I'll do I I've been doing like a daily draw lately and I'll just like ask a question like what do I need to know about today um, and it will, like the message might not be so clear right away. Like sometimes it'll take like an hour or even like a couple of days, um, to become so clear in my mind that like, oh, like this, like, it's just like a little jolt for my intuition. Like this morning I pulled the emperor and I'm really thinking a lot about like the structures in my life mm-hmm. uh, right now. So that like kind of felt like apt but yeah the structures in my life are something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and like owning my own structure and being my own kind of like authority is something that I'm working on right now um but I mean like with even like things like that like tarot helps you helps me a lot I guess like just achieve more clarity around issues that seem like unmanageable yeah I think like you it's an important thing you pointed out is it calls you on your own bullshit, which is hilarious to me because I, yeah. it does, you know, but um, I know a lot of people when they're learning whether tarot or Oracle, they'll start out. And if they don't like the answer, they'll try to pull another card <laughs> to oh go God, and yeah. change the answer yeah. or like they'll wait the next day and the same card will keep coming up. And it's like, yeah, yeah like we can't yeah. avoid it. So it's really interesting how it yeah. does like really call forward like the card that is resonant with whatever you're questioning or what you have going on so I know that you do have a workshop coming up this Saturday Mm -hmm. actually and you're in Toronto but is the is that where the workshop is as well yeah it's at a new meditation studio um in Toronto called the quiet company um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just like on on King Street here in Toronto okay so that's on Saturday. So if you're in Toronto, you should go. Um, yes. It's from 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon, and it's called Finding Yourself in Tarot. So again, if you want more information about it, you can go to her website. She has um, on the events page information about where it is and all of this. But what is the class about? Like, what is it that you want to share mm. with people through this workshop? I just like the idea of tarot curious people, I guess, coming together and supporting each other on this journey. Um, I know for me, it took me a long time to like own the term tarot reader um, because you kind of have to figure out what that means for you. Like what kind of a tarot reader am I? Like, what does that, what even is the tarot to me? So um, I have a few like prompts and activities planned for us to, kind of allow our intuition to guide us to that right answer. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, Actually, everything that you've been saying, it's so funny. I keep smiling because it it all seems to redirect us back to ourselves. 
which I yeah. think is so important. And I think, um, you know, we've changed so much. Like I think about this all the time, how a lot of these systems that we use in these practices that we practice, you know, came from different times and different cultures and yeah. things were just different then. I mean, you had to be initiated into certain practices and to have yeah. access to certain information. And so there was more, it was more rigid and more structured and maybe you really did just stay in line with tradition. Whereas now there is this more of a freedom of yeah. allowing us to own whatever it is that we play with. So I like that you um, said, like really giving people this space to see what even being a tarot reader means for them. Because yeah. I think it's important for people to know, like you're not necessarily going to mirror someone else and that doesn't validate if you're right or wrong or good or bad of what you do. Yeah. It's your practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such a, it's just a tool. And I mean, like you can only bring to it what you have to bring to it. So have you always you. had this openness? I mean, cause you are like, you just seem so mm. very free in your expression. Oh my gosh. All of these things. Was it always that way? Or you got here? That's so funny. I, I don't know. I try, I, I have a Virgo. I'm a Pisces sun with a Virgo moon. So I think learning to be free and open is like <laughs> been a big lesson for me. Like, cause I have this, um, desire to be free and open but then the way that I do things or the way that I need to do things is often like I need to be very organized I need to be very like meticulous so yeah I don't know I guess it's like a balance so I'm mindful of it and maybe that helps me but <laughs> yeah yeah tarot helps me <laughs> yes and yeah. it's such a cool thing and I, you know I really do wonder with and I have to tell you I just it's coming up again to tell you I want to thank you for you know even coming to share about your story and the work that you do I mean we still have more to talk about but yeah. I, I think that it's so beautiful to hear everyone's stories and I think you know just like you have very obviously been inspired by life and like all these beautiful creative outlets Again, I think it's beautiful that it will inspire so many people to know like, yeah, you can do this stuff your way. And it is meant to be an expression of you. Like even if you, yeah. you, know, you read tarot, it's an expression of you, your delivery of it and how you see and all of these things. Did you have any challenges when you first started reading? Were there any obstacles for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot to learn. Like the 78 card system is definitely a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. um, I think it definitely forces you to face your shadow in a lot of ways. Um, there's definitely a lot of ways that your shadow can kind of like come to the surface when you're working with tarot, not just with like difficult cards. Like um, obviously there's so many difficult cards, like the devil or like the tower or like they can be different for everyone, but it really right. forces you, like if you want to bring be a clear channel and bring this message to someone else and and share it with them and allow them space to interpret the reading as they will then you have to be willing to heal your relationship with those difficult archetypes and it's and it goes it has to go beyond just the tarot it has to go into your day-to-day -day life um 
because that's when we can really do like healing work. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, and I mean, there's, there's also like the, the difficulty, I think sometimes where we have trouble um, maybe like branding ourselves and positioning ourselves and like, how do we want to um, let people know what to expect and what kind of like people do we want to attract in and like, how are we going to do this? That's like, it's all a journey, I think. No, it totally is. And I love that you said that, you know, it is necessary for us to work on our own stuff in order to be a clear channel and holding space for other people. Because I, I mean, God, like come up with 10,000 reasons of why possibly, but you know, it seems to be that we are starting to move away from this idea of, uh, pretending to be spiritual and really allowing ourselves to do the work and go through the process of, you know, really loving and owning our, our shit and, you know, really truly allowing ourselves to do that deep dive healing Mm -hmm. outside of our judgment and all of these things, but Mm -hmm. seeing like the beauty in the shadow (laughs) and the purpose Mm -hmm. of like not avoiding these things. And yeah, I think the tarot is beautiful for that. So Um, I wanted to ask you too, of course, about Reiki. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you told me a little bit about it, but I would love for you to share, you know, what led you to Reiki, how this even popped up in your life. Yeah. Um, Reiki popped up in my life at a young age, like Tarot did. Um, my mom's a hairdresser, so she worked in a salon that had um, massage therapists. And some of them were also Reiki practitioners. So I sort of just like grew up believing that this was just like something that registered massage therapists could do, or like some of them just did. Um, <laughs> it's sort of an extension of just like the mainstream spa world to me, which I'm glad of because I might not have known about it otherwise, or I might had I might have had some other different ideas about it. Um, but yeah, so I started practicing Reiki when I moved to Toronto um, and I started working full-time for the first time in my young life (laughs) and uh, this was a while ago now but um, I wanted to I wanted just a way to like manage my energy while I was like just in this grind all the time Um, and I wanted just a way to feel like I could stop time and manage my energy in a super tangible way Um, And yeah, like I said earlier, like it just sort of kind of appealed to me as like moving meditation. Um, So that's like how it started. Um, But as I practiced more and more, I obviously got to understand what my chakras felt like and started working with like crystals and things like that. And just like really sort of just opened up a whole other world beyond moving meditation and whatever I thought that could be. But yeah, and again, also it comes back to honoring my sensitivity too, because Reiki is such a subtle energy and it really forced me to be so present and yes. so sensitized to the feeling in my hands and the feeling in my body and my emotions and everything. So it helped me so much and it still does. Yeah. Isn't that the beautiful thing about it? It reminds me of again, like how when we start with any of this in this exploration, you have 
you can't even almost imagine <laughs> the can of yeah. what you're about to open. But it's yeah. it's listening to you say this reminds me of how amazing it is to experience yourself in frequency or in vibration, you know, because you can say it to someone and it probably sounds insane, <laughs> but when you yeah. have the experience of experiencing yourself, like, you know, beyond the physical, but even like recognizing the energetics of the physical, it's just, yeah. it's mind blowing. Yeah. So one of the things with this too, especially with you being so sensitive and very empathic, when you started working with Reiki, did that help you at all with managing your sensitivity or did it make you more sensitive? What was your experience with that? I think it actually ended up making the like duality of the life I was living at the time so clear. Mm -hmm. um, like it made this part of me that was super into energy and like the woo-woo side of things that was only really just starting at that point. Um, yeah. It made that super clear to me. Um, like, so I would be doing like Reiki on myself at night in my condo unit and going to work for like this super corporate job during the day. And that was sort of like the start of my healing journey when I realized how extreme these two parts of my life really felt. So moving forward was a matter of me trying to like find a way to integrate them, I guess. But, and I'm still doing that every day, right? Like, yeah. it never, I don't know if that ever, I hope, I don't know if it ever ends, but yeah, it's a journey anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of people have a hard time with this too. Um, especially, I guess in a way I would say, sometimes I feel like I'm lucky that I got let into this, like after being let off. Cause I didn't, I mean, let off. Did I say that? I meant laid off. Um, so I didn't really have the, that experience of, you know, like corporate by day, Reiki by night, you know, but I work with a lot of people who do go through this and yeah. it, it can be maddening because they feel like they're being pulled in, you know, two different directions, one way by the heart and then the other side obligation. Mm -hmm. So do you have any tips or like what has worked for you and finding balance between the two? Oh, community has been huge. Like community has been so life-changing for me. Um, yeah, like I started doing Reiki shares a lot at my studio when I was going through that um, very extreme period of my life. And just having people to share my experience with just made me feel so much less alone um, and really just expanded that part of me and made it feel more normal and made me feel more grounded in this um what I thought was so out there at the time compared to the normal life that I was living so yeah yeah other people have been huge yeah yeah I think I totally agree I think community is huge in all of this I mean obviously it's why I like to do the podcast and have yeah. us on share um, I think that's huge too, but it just, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, if I were in that type of, cause I'm trying to think of if I've had since being in this, anything where it has felt so split. I mean, obviously I'm in environments a lot of times that are, mm, that feel very different than when I'm 
you know, yeah. in my own little space at my home and my own little, you know, cause like I'm surrounded by books on angels and magic and, you know, <laughs> and I got into the world and it's like a totally different situation going on. Yeah. And I think one of the things that has helped me with, and I have to say this too, it reminds me of, again, the beginning of talking about feeling at home on earth or feeling like, you know, an alien from some other planet. Mm -hmm. um, what helps me in that is I see a lot. I try to see the, the spiritual nature, I guess, of all of these experiences. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So like, you know, if I go out on the street and there are two people that are just going at it with each other or you know they're really and they're upset and they are like they could be drunk and who knows what's going on all of these things and I try to look at it not as like oh I'm separate in this spiritual bubble because God knows I have my own stuff going on but um <laughs> but I try to see it from the lens of like oh that's interesting like look yeah. at how yeah our egos operate and oh wow yeah. like look at how we get triggered and we don't hear each other and oh look at it it's like everything yeah. seems like a form of study which i think in yeah. a lot of ways can like bridge the gap for us for not feeling so separate from but literally looking at everything as part of the classroom you know it's like just different things oh. and different projectors yeah, just removing our judgments, right? Um, like that's what it comes down comes down to too. And just yeah, being students of life and like using all of it. Just using all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say too, I mean, because I know a lot of people are struggling with the the duality that you're talking yeah. about. There's so much in and I wonder if this was or is true for you too. There was so much in my corporate life now, again, hindsight that helped me a lot in this path and what I'm doing now. Yeah. I mean, even with like being more, um, like having discipline <laughs> in certain ways and, yeah. you know, yeah. setting up your own business, all of these different things. So just yeah. a reminder to people, like, don't feel like, you have to make some drastic choice because there oh, is yeah. ability to create that merger and that oh, balance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're all on the right journey for sure. Yes. And like, I, I, yeah, we all are. And it's, I'm, I'm definitely so, so grateful for that time because I did learn so, so much. I wouldn't be the person that I am like today if I didn't have that for sure. Like I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So what about your friends and everyone around you? Are they all into this or do you have like a separate spiritual community? You know what I mean? Or is it like yeah. very much part of your life? Oh man, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> a mixed bag. I, um, I'm definitely uh, the person that my friends go to when they want some, they want to know like what, mercury's doing or they want to know what like what the next full moon is doing or something like that um but they're so open to it and they they always want to hear about it which is super super cool so yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. really cool so i know you do you offer reiki and tarot both right yeah like session wise yeah. so yeah. for your tarot sessions do you have is it kind of just open you're like if you want a reading you can come to me or is it more mm -hmm. 
you like people to come with a particular focus or do you just work with everyone? Yeah, I like the idea of working with a specific focus um, just because I think then my, I like to create spreads. So I like to create a really focused spread for a specific issue. Um, I definitely like working with ideas around like career and business or like um, artistic projects that people are working on. That's sort of like my specialty, I guess, like yeah. other creators I love. Um, I love the questions that they would come to me with, but certainly tarot can lend itself to like any issue at all for sure. That's a really, really cool one. Do you blend the two or are they separate sessions? Uh, tarot and Reiki? Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting that you asked that because I've been thinking about that so much lately, how I can merge the two. And I recently had, I re went to go get a tarot reading from a, a reader here in Toronto who I love and have been meaning to meet for so long. So I asked her like, am I supposed to mix these two offerings? And like, how can I? Um, and I got the hanged man. So for any, <laughs> any of you tarot readers out there, I just need to chill on that for now. And it needs to kind of like work itself out, I guess. But um, something that I have been actually really interested in doing is a seven chakra tarot spread. So that's yeah. sort of one way that I'm kind of mixing them right now. Yeah. I, it's coming to mind just to ask you right now. I guess mm -hmm. maybe, I don't know, play with it. But yeah. remember you're doing your Reiki sessions. Like, do you ever have moments where maybe certain cards pop in? Because this is so not part of the podcast, although I guess it is now. It's in the sense that, yeah, like if you, um, almost like you're able to communicate with the cards without having them physically present with you. Do you know what I mean? Like almost, yeah. it's like, a, a, I, I don't know, I guess you, you play with it, but we don't keep reposted, but it almost seems like you're able to work with them without yeah touching them and yeah. like if you just um almost like had an intention of working on someone with just like oh, mm. I'm open to whatever cards coming through like literally yeah. it seems like the cards would present themselves to you in a session yeah yeah no that's a good question for me to like for my subconscious to work on I think for sure um but Yes, the answer is yes, because I, I do currently have a gig doing Reiki um, in a Reiki restorative yoga class um, at like a, a Friday night here in Toronto at a studio. And how we get the participants in the class to indicate if they want Reiki during the class is we pass around a tarot deck and they put the tarot card face up at the top of their mat. So I know to give them Reiki, but I also they have chosen like a little message from the tarot and I definitely do take that archetype into account when I put my hands over over them and I, I totally believe that that energy is what they need in that moment yeah oh that's really yeah. really cool huh yeah we'll do yeah we'll do like an oracle card or like a, a tarot deck but yeah it's it's great yeah Oh, that's the thing too. I mean, in even thinking about the different things that you do, whether it's the writing and the tarot and the, um, my mind just went Reiki. Yeah. That's what my mind went blank on. But <laughs> beautiful things that you do. Like, do you see where they all kind of meet and intersect? Like, do you ever look at that? And I think it, it just comes back to like empowering the individual, like, yeah. 
Um, I started off doing Reiki on myself. Um, we can all do Reiki on ourselves. Like it's such an accessible tool. Um, tarot is such a way to like achieve clarity in your own situation and writing for sure. Like with journaling, you can, oh my gosh, like journal for 10 minutes and you can, you will not know why you were stuck before you started. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are all like super, super empowering tools that, um, they can just help you feel less stuck and get more clear on, on your situation. Okay. So I have to ask you this before we start wrapping up with these and I, I tarot and Reiki specifically with these, what has been like the greatest gift of them in your life so far? Like what are you most thankful for in using these tools? Oh, the people that they have led me to mm. for sure. Yeah. Some of the most amazing people who are just like angels on earth for sure. So I'm so grateful uh, for that. Yeah. That is really beautiful. Yeah. And this workshop that you have coming up on Saturday, mm -hmm. is it open for anybody? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, beginner yeah. level, a little advanced. Yep. Any, yeah. Beginner to advanced anyone who is interested in tarot at all. Yeah. Okay. And then also, cause I know I said your website and again, I will put the links for everything um, for people to be able to contact you and mm -hmm. ask you questions, book sessions, whatever they want to do. But what are the ways that we can learn more about you and your work besides just the website? Um, you can email me and ask me anything. Um, I'm always posting on Instagram. I'm always posting on Twitter. I'm very candid. So yeah, just reach out. Just email katevalley at gmail.com if you want to talk. Yeah. I, I have to say, I mean, if you are on Instagram, I recommend following her. I mean, you do. I just, I love your posts. I really, really do. Like they just, they're so, like I, I don't know. Anyway, it's, they're, they're amazing posts. So I'm so glad that you did come today and share about your story. And I thank you for sharing even out in the world the way that you do, because you really have inspired me too. So always thankful for that. Do you have any tips for anyone before we go? Any last words you want to share? Um, just remember that you're on the right path. We're all on the right path. <laughs> so that is a good one. Follow your curiosity and follow, follow your inspiration. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I know that you and I will stay connected. And again, if you want to learn more about Kate and her work, go to katefowley.com, K-A-I-T-F-O-W-L-I-E.com. Be sure to check out her tarot workshop this Saturday and read her writing her work is absolutely amazing and will inspire you so as always i thank everyone for tuning in and remember to always journey in love